0: Hello, Lot here. Just wanting you all to know that this episode has been previously recorded and posted. So I hope you enjoy it or re enjoy it. Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr, joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chickie, Chikrin on t- Tumblr. Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Clotho. Hi, this is Clotho. I'm Clotho Spindle on Tumblr. And returning champion, Devin. I don't know why I say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Tumblr and Twitter. <laughs>
0: so, welcome back, everybody, as we continue our readings of the Catelyn chapters. We're now on Catelyn 6 of A Game of Thrones, so obviously there will be spoilers for the a Song of Ice and Fire series, and potentially the Game of Thrones television series. Um, so, I have a little summary of, in the meantime, what's happened in uh, the world since we last left Catelyn 5. Um, the Tournament of the Hand has taken place. Um, we learn that John Aaron's ex-squire, Sir Hugh, is killed. Eddard manages to talk Robert out of fighting in a melee, so he doesn't. And he also doesn't like the fact that both of Robert's squires are Lannisters. Varys in disguise, tells Ned that someone poisoned John Aaron because he was asking too many questions. While hiding out in the cellars of King's Landing, Arya overhears some conspirators talking about killing her father. When she tries to warn her father, they are interrupted by Yorin. Ned resigns his position as Hand. He is strongly opposed to killing Daenerys. He's on his way out the door when Littlefinger tempts him back in with a story of John, Ar- with another of John Aaron's clues. Apparently, Aaron and Stannis were visiting a brothel together, and well, that's just too juicy to ignore. <laughs> and uh, we return with Catelyn and Tyrion, and the, instead of going to Winterfell. Um, Catelyn has proclaimed, proclaimed quite loudly. Um, they are instead going on their way to the Vale. And on the way, they are attacked by mountain people. Catelyn arms Tyrion, who saves her in return. Tyrion maintains that Peter is a liar, and he would never bet against his own family. Doubts begin to sink in for Catelyn. Okay, and I know it's early to do this, but kind of like right off the top, I've just got like a really tiny... "'Selection from the first page. "'My lady, you should have sent word of your coming,' "'Sir Donald Wainwood told her as their horses climbed the pass. "'We would have sent an escort. "'The high road is not as safe as it once was for a party as small as yours. "'We learn that to our sorrow,' Sir Donald, Catlin said. "'Sometimes she felt as though her heart had turned to stone. Six brave <laughs> men had died to bring her for this far, "'and she could not even find it in her to weep for them. "'Even their names were fading.' Well, that's foreboding. (laughs) Right. I really feel like that's kind of do you feel like I mean, I feel like it's kind of a big clue that we've lost our Catelyn when she does actually become Stoneheart. Oh, how did it not pick that up?
2: (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, it makes Uh you wonder if George was just like rereading. And it Caught that, you know? It's like that'd be a good name for when she turns into a zombie, if <laughs> he really did lay the tracks this early.
0: Yeah, especially the bit about not even remembering the names of the men. Like, yeah. it's like, whoa, okay, That's awesome. I think, yeah, I think she's done. <laughs> so Sir Donald admits that the clans have grown bold since John Aaron's death, and if he had his way, he'd root out all of them. Um, but Lysa forbids it. Uh, She wants all the Vale men close to home. He isn't sure why, claims she wants a strong defense from Shadows. He catches himself and apologizes to Catelyn. Not Shadows, Lannisters, Cat thinks, and yet her doubts about Tyrion's guilt is growing. She pushes her thoughts away and asks Sir Donald for a maester to tend to Sir Roderick. He's uh, been injured and uh, he's feverish and tied to his horse so he doesn't fall off. Um, we learn that Lysa will not allow the Maester to leave her son's side. A Septon will have to do. So they ride to the Bloody Gate, and they are greeted by Brendan, the Blackfish Tully. Catelyn and her uncle. Ex- Yay! <laughs> Catlin and her uncle exchange kind words, and before her party is allowed pass, um, before they are allowed passage through the gate. And what a vision they are greeted with: the veil of Air and his fields, slow rivers, lakes, surrounded by. Grand Mountains, um, which they will reach by nightfall. And from there, a full day will be their ascent up the mountain. So, I mean, the description of the Vale was gorgeous. I mean, a lot of the description in this chapter kind of went on and on. But um, I know we're doing the
2: Go ahead. I mean we're finding this a lot reading these these chapters from a game of Thrones because you know this is the world building there is no world until he starts in you know so I mean he he's pretty verbose writer anyway but you really get a lot of world building and you see a lot of it here and there's a lot of you know uh, you know groundwork being laid you know you're you're learning names you're catching names you're you're kind of hearing things over and over you know. You hit the the Wayne Woods, and you'll hit the Royces, and you're seeing the stuff about the Blackfish. There's just kind of an info dump of shit. But underneath it all, I mean, I kind of love the way that that George is (laughs) writing Cat, like, just kind of going... Oh, was this the right move? Like, there's just this slow <laughs> regret that you feel at the beginning of the chapter, and it just kind of builds
0: throughout, and it is the sweetest thing until it really hits home. Then it really hits home.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's paired nicely with every step of the journey as it gets harder and more difficult. It's like, what yeah. the hell did I do?
0: It <laughs> did... <I> has regrets. <laughs> uh, yes. <yeah. laughs> But like with yeah, with the this world building, I mean, I know it's the first book. This guy he's got to do the world building. But there, man, there are times when I'm like, no, I have to focus. They are growing pumpkins in this field.
3: <laughs> this it was beautiful. <laughs> I was, I want to live there. It sounded gorgeous, <laughs> like a Shangri La, you know, in the middle of all this.
0: Oh yeah. man. Yeah. So uh, Roderick re- wearily tells Catelyn he can go no further. Um, Catelyn tells him and the others to rest. Her uncle will take her the rest of the way. Um, so of her party, Marillion the Singer and Bron the sellsword sword wish to continue. Catelyn mistrusts Braun and uh, how friendly he's become with Tyrion, uh, but can see no gracious way of denying him. And uh, those pretty good instincts <laughs> about Bron. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> well, except she's more worried about brawn than she is marillion and i mean it's like y- you kind of hate to know that cat would have had the chance to like keep him away from the eerie and she didn't like just these things in retrospect that you're like oh shit it's kind of like when Dunk like thought yeah. about how he should push walder frey down a well when he was a little kid and you're like oh he really should have done
4: that <laughs>
0: if i could turn back time <laughs> agree with that piece oh. funk <laughs> Anyway, Cat, <laughs> Brendan, Tully, Tyrion, Bronn, and Merillion, plus six of her uncle's men, continue down the mountain pass. On the way, Catelyn recounts all the events that lead her there, uh, that have led her here. And I got yet another small passage selected. These are all real short tonight. Her uncle listens silently, heavy brows shadowing his eyes as his frown grew deeper. Brendan Tully had always known how to listen to anyone but her father. He was Lord Hoster's brother, younger by five years, but the two of them had been at war as far back as Catelyn could remember. During one of their louder quarrels, he, um, when Catelyn was eight, Lord Hoster had called Brendan the black goat of the Tully flock, laughing. Brendan had pointed out that the sigil of their house was a leaping trout, so he ought, he ought to be the black fish. Rather than a black goat, and from that day forward, he had taken it as his personal emblem. I totally forgot that this is how he got his name. Yeah, I love uh, that story. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cute little anecdote.
2: And I kind of like how Kat is remembering like how close she was to her uncle when she was little, and you know mm. how he's this kind of like warm, you know, secure figure for her. It it it's kind of cool how, how like. She is in, in a position now where she's kind of telling him what they're gonna do. And um, you know, it's it just kinda shows how, how little safety net Kat has left personally in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, since especially since it will continue to crumble. Yeah. I love how we just always talk about <laughs> how much worse it's gonna get from wherever she is. But
0: there's definitely a theme. <laughs> so um the Blackfish tells Catelyn that Hoster Tully must be told of these events and Winterfell is a distance and the Vale is protected by its mountains, but River Run is at risk and the La- if the Lannisters su- decide to attack.
2: Like Which if- duh like yeah. god damn it, Cat, why haven't you already sent word to River Run? Mm. I mean, like it's really frustrating, you know, just just knowing the the danger that she puts you know, not only her entire family, but you know, it doesn't everyone make sense in, the Riverlands in with this.
3: It doesn't. Yeah. I mean,
2: like,
0: I, I mean, that's your family. That's least your should home. Have... That'd be like well, the yeah. First but, I mean, thing I'd be doing.
2: I mean, it's like, she's from the Riverlands. They border the Westerns. Like she knows what Tywin is and what he's capable of. She should have known the minute she started this. Yeah. That, prepare, I mean, you know? she said like a writer yeah.
3: from the inn as soon as that happened. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah she should oh. have and like i it's kind of hard to believe that she, she didn't i i mean I, I don't know it's 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 almost painful yeah um to know i I'm not I shouldn't say she started it started it obviously, there were other you know events in motion, but like escalated it is the way I think we've been putting it and like this escalation,
3: <laughs> and she the def- board
2: would have gotten out quickly,
3: you know yeah well,
2: she, <laughs> she was really close, right
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, well, she yeah. She, she was pretty close to River Run, and well, and I remember in Tyrion's chapter in between here, he's thinking, "Oh, look at all these people." He's like, "They couldn't keep this quiet if they wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to get right out." Yeah. He expects his father to be after him within a day.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Before the Blackfish even brings it up, did she even think about it previously, like notifying, warning um, River Run? I don't remember if she, <laughs> yeah, did. she does. Yeah, she does.
0: She does. Um, I think it was the last chapter. She has a thought about wanting to turn to River Run, but then she worries about her father's health and doesn't want to burden him.
2: Uh, yeah, but that's okay. before she
0: kidnaps Tyrion.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think she oh, yeah, does about true. it after she. off. No, after. Yeah. No. after she poured no. gasoline all over everything, she doesn't have that thought. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Catlin asks about the mood of the veil. Um Brendan admits that there is anger over uh, Jamie's appointment as Warden of the East and suspicion over John Aaron's death. He also brings up the boy, Robert Aaron, describes him as sickly and prone to weeping. There are those in the Vale who feel Nestor Royce should rule until he is of age. Others think Lysa should remarry and fast. She claims that she will marry again, but swears it will be a man of her choosing. And then Kat is basically, well, can you blame her? (laughs) 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 And uh, she adds, women can rule as wisely as men. Um, Brendan tells her the right woman can, and that Liza is not her. I fear you may not find your sister as helpful as you would like. Um. Brennan basically tells her life has been hard on her sister, and little Robert Aaron is all that she has. She is force, uh, fiercely protective of him, and um, here she is bringing a Lannister to her door. And, uh, Cat so she gets
2: oh. warning here. Cat's getting yeah. some warning about what she... And she's kind of been getting subtle warnings the whole time.
3: Yeah. It's just weird. Like, why can't he just come out and say, your sister you. like gone completely off well, her yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, why can't he
1: say it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is not a time to mince words, Black. Exactly.
2: (laughs) Well, and it's like he's her uncle; he can be candid. Like he's uncle to both of them, so he can say, "Look, look, she's lost (laughs) it," or whatever. I mean, like I don't know. Everybody kind of paints this as that something happened to Liza and that she wasn't always this way, but (laughs) everything I see of Liza just makes me think she was always this way. (laughs) People just weren't paying attention. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe their, like, love of her got in the way of reality until she got so yeah. far on that they couldn't deny it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Catelyn argues that Tyrion is a prisoner, and Brendan responds, where are his chains, sweet one? And Catelyn asserts that uh, he is, in fact, her prisoner, t- chains or not. Lysa will want him to answer for his crimes as much as she does. So it's dark when they reach the foot of the giant's lance, and the climb looks daunting. Tyrion asks to be killed then and there if they expect him to climb at (laughs) night, which I really (laughs) love. Okay, can we take a minute to appreciate the fact that Tyrion has managed to completely
2: get out of having his hands bound? He's completely armed, like he's charming everybody. It's pretty impressive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah and he's hilarious too I just love that bit because like the whole um tone of everything is so somber and they're talking about how they they have their customs and, like everything's so proper and like tears oh just kill me now <laughs> <That's> awesome <laughs> so Brendan informs him they will camp for the night in the morning they'll be able to see the steps that are carved in the sides of the mountains too steep and narrow for horses but mules can manage them beyond this path they'll have to go by foot Brandon offers Tyrion um, a basket ride instead. And here's some more great Tyrion stuff. Mm. If you prefer my lord of Lannister, I can arrange for you a ride up with the bread and beer and apples. The dwarf gave a bark of laughter. Would that I were a pumpkin, he said. Alas, my lord father would no doubt be most chagrined if his son of Lannister went to his fate like a load of turnips. If you ascend on foot, I fear I must do the same. We Lannisters do have a certain pride. Pride, Catelyn snapped. His mocking tone and easy manner made her angry. Arrogance, some might call it. Arrogance and avarice and lust for power. My brother is undoubtedly arrogant, Tyrion Lannister replied. My father is the soul of avarice, and my sweet sister Cersei lusts for power with every waking breath. I, however, am innocent as a little lamb. Shall I bleat for you? He grinned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he knows how to pick her pick at her, doesn't he? <laughs>
1: He's so great and she just can't stand it. What's <laughs> that?
0: <laughs> so, so before Catelyn can reply, the drawbridge opens and Lord Nestor Royce greets them. He offers his roof to her party, but lets her know that Lysa wishes to see her at once. And Brandon is outraged by the very idea. Um and then we have a girl named Maya Stone, who reassures Catelyn that the mules know the way, and she's made the climb in the dark a hundred times. Upon learning the girl's name, Stone, Catelyn is filled with anger and guilt. She just can't handle bastards. That
2: inborn snobbery just yeah. kind of <laughs> comes out. Yep. Kind of get it though. I mean like I get it. She's she's you know been I guess socialized to feel this way about bastards and like we see it throughout the story <laughs> that people look down on people who are bastards and feel fine doing that as though it's just, you know. Okay, I mean it's a pretty good analog to, you know, regular western culture this way as well, you know, people just look down on people who are illegitimate or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's so funny in someone like Kat, who is otherwise so likable and, you know, somebody you can really identify with. She's just got this snobbish stuff so in- ingrained in her. It's like any bigot. I wonder if she would feel life. that
1: way about Bastards. <laughs> what was that? Not for John. I wonder if she would feel that way about Bastards if not for John.
0: I don't think it would be as feminine. I mean, feminine. Like she would, yeah, I don't know if it would
2: be as, as like, uh, violent a reaction. I mean, it's like she just turns cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i think she would still be snobby about it I mean, she it just seems to be just kind of a natural reaction to for her
4: and you know, this is one of robert's uh, robert's bastards right his yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It is.
0: 17 years ago was it
2: <laughs> whatever yeah. it was
4: yeah she's she's,
2: she's oldest, his right? first kid yeah she seems pretty cool oh she's intensely yeah, cool She's <laughs> awesome.
0: she is so cool yeah
2: Well, it's sad, because you see her here, like, so many people, you see her here, and she's young and full of hopes and dreams in life, and it's like, by the time we see her again when we get to Feast, things are not so, you know, rosy and sunny for poor Maya, so it kind of sucks that way.
0: Yep. As it is, as it does for everybody. (laughs) So, um, Nestor vouches for Maya and Catelyn relents. She will go with the girl. She asks Lord Nestor that he watch her prisoner closely. Tyrion chimes in asking for a cup of wine, um, crisp capon and a girl. Bron laughs. I, I don't know what a crisp capon is. <laughs> I forgot to look it up. Is that a, fish? Is that a fish? That it's, a a fish. Oh, it's, it's a chicken. chicken. Oh, it's a, it's like a bird, right?
4: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. a chicken. It's a, like
0: a teenage chicken, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Thanks. specific. I don't know. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Bring me a juvenile chicken. <laughs> you
2: could, yeah. Someone's gonna write it until the fuck a cape on this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. I trust the, the woman named Chicky that she knows her chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so Catelyn parts with the men and follows Maya Stone up the mountain on her mule. Maya mentions a boy named Michael, uh, her love. She plans to marry as soon as that he, as soon as he is knighted. Um, Michael Redfort is an old name, Catelyn thinks. A marriage is unlikely for this bastard girl and her love. Again, more classic Catelyn. But she's probably not wrong. Yeah. Oh, no, she's definitely not Uh, wrong. We know that she's not
1: wrong. (laughs) She's right. She's very right.
2: She's intensely right, unfortunately, for
0: poor Maya. Uh Oh, God. So during their continued ascent, Catelyn um, starts to drift off, and suddenly they are at a large iron gate. Maya announces herself they dismount and have some yummy shish kebabs. Once fed and remueled, they continue up the mountain, and this time the climb is more treacherous. They make a second stop at a fortified tower of timber called uh, Snow, and they are denied They deny any offers of bread and cheese, and they want to keep on pushing through. Instead, they just get on their fresh mules and ride on. And then the wind picks up, and fear grips Catelyn as they continue their ascent. She could feel the emptiness, the vast black gulfs of air that yawned around her. She stopped, trembling, afraid to move. The wind screamed at her and wrenched at her cloak, trying to pull her over the edge. Catelyn edged her foot backward. The most timid of steps. Anyone
4: here? Oh, <laughs> What's that? No, I was just want to uh, say, I'm sorry. Anyone here afraid of heights because I oh, am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This whole picture <laughs> is like, it's terrifying because this is nighttime and the wind is going and you're just
0: crossing. <laughs> Damn it, Ian, that, that was my question after it? I read the question. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is so, so scary. Oh,
1: my God. I would, yeah.
0: this I'm would not, but I
1: wouldn't be doing this.
0: no yeah you get the gist i won't read anymore but yeah that was going to be literally my question like i'm not afraid of heights myself but during this whole passage i was like getting sweaty my heart was starting to beat he does such a good job with it it's wild
2: oh well you know and this is he revisits this little what is it it's like it's not quite a bridge it seems like a natural formation but it's basically a walkway and um this 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 is what Sansa when she's coming down from the Eyrie has to help oh. uh you know sweet Robin
0: across and you imagine? it's kind
2: of one of Sansa's yeah. big you know mustering herself into to taking charge moments when she you know manages to help this little kid across so it's really interesting that that cat has so much trouble going up because otherwise cat is so brave most of the time you know it's almost surprising that anything would get to her but um, build some rails
3: or something, man. <laughs>
2: yeah, my, my God, why isn't there? Why don't they just string a rope on either side?
4: There, yeah, that's a an idea. Three feet, yeah, three feet
3: is enough man. for something.
4: <laughs> Defense-wise, though, the Erie is so oh, badass man. though. I mean, can you imagine trying to attack it because you you couldn't? No, if you're that's def- what
0: with an army.
4: I mean, I mean, to walk that, you have to go down one at a time, and there's going to be archers above. So I mean, an army is
3: not going to be able to get there, no. Yeah, and then the the ice and anything else they might be dealing with. Yeah, yeah. What a mess.
0: The only thing that takes a dragon. It takes a dragon. There you go. The only thing that could make it is a dragon. (sighs) dragon. (laughs) Uh. Yep. So Maya comes back for Catelyn and leads her step by step um, to the castle called Sky, inside the mountain. Catelyn opts to be lifted by basket. Um, the rest of the way there. She says, the Lannisters have their pride, she told Maya, but the Tullys are born with better sense. I have ridden all day and the best part of a night. Um, tell them to lower a basket. I shall ride with the turnips. <laughs> and uh, by the time she uh, reaches the top of the mountain, the sun is up. She's greeted by Sir Ver- Vardis, who welcomes her politely, informs her that Lysa wanted to be awoken as soon as she arrived. <laughs> I love this grumpy cat line. I hope she has a good night's rest. <laughs> 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 so Catelyn is taken to Liza, and the two sisters embrace, and Liza is quick to dismiss the others in the room. As soon as they exit, Lysa's mood changes. She's outraged that Catelyn has dragged her into the quarrels with the Lannisters. Catelyn can't believe what she's hearing, and points out that it was Liza's letter that caused her to be here. Liza claims the letter was a warning to stay away from the Lannisters, not to fight them and they are interrupted by a small sickly looking robber aaron lisa takes a seat and beckons her son to come to her um she asks her sister to look at th- her boy to see how strong he is john aaron's last words were the seed is strong tell them the seed is strong he wanted everyone to know what a good strong boy they had <laughs> yikes <laughs> <laughs> this is a great thing. oh so gross so gross and so delusional <laughs>
3: Oh, she's okay. so creepy. She is the, yeah. like, she freaks me out so bad out of a lot of characters. I mean, she, she just, uh, freaks well, me out. Well, she's so
2: unpredictable. I mean, this yeah. thing that you get with, with, you know, she, you know, fakes it in front of the courtiers and, and mm-hmm. then pretends she's really happy to see Kat and then just like turns it off like, you know, just a snap as soon as people walk out the door. I mean, that is kind of a clue into what Liza is. I mean, like, she's just, you know, Mercurial, I guess would be a term for it. And you kind of have to wonder, like, she is surprised and very angry that Kat has come there. And it's just like, what did Littlefinger tell her was going to be yes. the outcome of this? I mean, did yeah. he tell her she, he, he was he like, okay, let's start this and then you go run away to the Erie; You'll be safe there with Sweet Robin. You know, nothing will touch you. Is that why she's so upset about it? I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah I think so. I, th- I mean, th- I think he totally, Littlefinger just promised her we're going to do this so mm-hmm. you and I can finally be together.
3: And she wouldn't have agreed to anything unless it, you know, involved him assuring her that she was going to be completely safe. So if she had any clue, she wouldn't have. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just the, the yeah. whole the seed is strong thing and not knowing what the hell that's about. Like if, oh.
1: if you
0: have any sympathy for Eliza, it's that she's just been a total instrument, a tool in Littlefinger's scheming.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, no, and I do. I mean, like, clearly, like, she did not see through any of what was going on. I mean, because most people would be like, ooh, if I, if I dip my toe into this mess, it could really come back on me. But she seems to have not understood that
0: that could happen. I don't, I don't even know. She doesn't have the faculties, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. kinda, it's really, oh, she's just such a sad character. Yeah. Sad and creepy. <laughs> So Catelyn tries to speak more of the Lannisters, and Lysa tells her not in front of her son. Catelyn persists and mentions Ned's warning of war. Lysa freaks out and shouts quiet. Um, This upsets little Robert, and he is comforted with titty. (laughs) Catelyn.
2: You're not wrong. (laughs) Nope.
0: (laughs) When all else fails, titty. Uh, Catelyn sees why the Vale Lords are concerned. (laughs) Lysa proclaims that they are safe in the Eyrie. It is impregnable. She wonders what to do about the imp. And little Robert takes a break from the boob and asks, Is he a bad man? Make him fly. Perhaps we will. Perhaps that is just what we'll do.
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: I have so much sympathy for Catelyn in this chapter. It's such like a long, <laughs> arduous journey. The, the whole chapter was much longer than all the others, only to be greeted with this, like, out the lunch sister.
1: Oh, man, the
0: whole thing's freaky, yeah.
4: Yeah. I really think the Blackfish really should have spelled it out for her so she wouldn't have had to make that climb. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah you know he could have done that he could have saved her a lot of, a lot of hiking Yeah, know?
1: and he probably should have told her she may or may not pop a tit in the kid's mouth when you get there
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's all was, everybody has to know yeah, like, i was wondering do they say that she pretty much does that i was i forget if she did it in front of everyone because if oh. she was doing that around king's landing can you imagine oh.
2: Well, I think they had her do it in public on the show. I don't know if she does it really super. Right. I mean, you know, it's like clearly she she wouldn't have minded doing this in front of family. So, I mean, for sure, there are people yeah, exactly. who know. I mean, you know, and I mean, there are still people today who do things like this. So, I mean, I suppose like, we shouldn't be too judgy, but it's pretty clear that George has this. You know, as an illustration of how Liza's just really doing her
3: own thing. <laughs> she is, is a little younger in the books, that on the show they really push the envelope with oh that. Yeah, six is a lot better than nine as far as that goes. So.
0: You got to admit, it though, is. the show, like, I know we beat up on the show a lot, but that scene is really embedded in my brain. <laughs> 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 it was, it was, it well was deeply
2: disturbing. I will agree <laughs> with you.
1: Was, was John Aaron? Was he just checked out of parenting by the, like when this kid came? Like, did he just not? Because how did this happen? I think all like, fathers ah, of this so-called cream. era were checked out. Ned And Robert right. turned out fine, and he fostered them. Like, why is your kid like this?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, clearly he had. You know, sweet Robin does have some sort of. You know, we're not sure if it's epilepsy or yeah. what. He has some yeah. sort of physical affliction. Yeah. So. It might be, you know, because this is true. When he does get frightened or anything upsets him, he does have one of these fits, and so
3: Caesar's, you yeah. can, yeah, yeah like you Caesar. can see
2: why they have just coddled him to this severe degree. Um, I mean, you can see how it happened. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm sympathetic to the fact <laughs> that they let it happen. I can yeah. see why it happened, but oh god, I mean. George just wants you to be disturbed by Lisa and to just know everything's not okay inside her head.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he, he wants us to know that the seed is not strong. That's not, right. what,
0: he's, <laughs> that
1: is not what he's talking about. <laughs>
0: no. Nope. Picture oh. well painted, George. Got it. <laughs> oh, any last parting shots for this chapter or before you move on to the end? Oh,
2: God, Catelyn. I mean, it's just, I realize it's just like beating a dead horse, but it's just, she, maybe more than anyone, is kind of the emotional barometer of of the series, almost, for the, the half of it that she's in it, and you just kind of feel the slowly growing dread throughout each of her chapters throughout each book, you know, and this, this is one of the big ones. I mean, this is, you know, just like, Oh, things are going pear shaped. This is not going to end well.
0: Mm Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aptly summarized. (laughs) All right. We got any mail.
4: We do. Um, We have one from Gile, our very own Guile in subterfuge. She says, I really enjoyed the descriptions of the airy and the veil in this chapter, but they prompted a couple of questions for you all. First, the veil sounds gorgeous. Was there a real-life place you were imagining when you read about it? Middle Earth.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Middle Earth? (laughs) Earth? (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much Lord of the Rings land. You know, I
4: I thought of, like, several different places, and I was thinking of, like, Norway and, like, the Moors of Scotland. Was thinking, and also, uh, weirdly enough, Alaska, uh, oh. mainly because of the pumpkins.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know how people grow pumpkins, massive pumpkins in, in Alaska? I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't either. Know. I was not yeah. making
3: the connections. It's <laughs> like, sure. That's what I thought of oh. today. Oh. Um, I was thinking Alps or something, but yeah, that, those kind of fit better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess
2: I thought Alpine. I don't know. It sounds a little like Rockies to me. Maybe that's just because yeah. that's where I am, but... I love- yeah, you know, some definitely something very high mountains. And, Maybe Arendale
0: and... from Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: Somebody's got a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but the waterfall and stuff did did make me think of the whole you know, Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and you know, yeah. was that where the elves were and such a bad nerd. I don't remember the name of the <laughs>
0: Is it Rivendell? Is it Rivendell? There's only that- so much nerdery we can fit in our stalls, Clotho. Give yourselves a break. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: let's see. Second,
4: second, I laughed at Liza telling Cat that her warning was so that she'd stay away from the Lannisters, not go all Columbo on them. Do you think Cat and Ned have ever even considered the option of just not doing anything with the info they received from Liza? <laughs> You know, no. I think the whole thing with Bran, I mean, if Bran wouldn't have been pushed out the window and then attempted, mm. you know, had that assassination attempt, they might not have done anything, you mm. know?
2: I don't know. I think Ned would have you, you had know? to do something. He's so attached to John Aaron.
0: Well, that, yeah. and they're the <sighs> law, right? Like these, these lords, these high lords, are the law. They're, that's their duty. Mm. They have to act on unjust things. Well, and like they
2: feel like they're the law, as you see with Catelyn here. I mean, like, she's like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to kidnap this guy. I mean, like, th- there's, there's kind of a, a, they have this ability to kind of unilaterally act because of the way that the Seven Kingdoms is set up, where they're, you know, yes, there is the High King over all of them who's Robert at the moment, but, you know, in their own little worlds and their own little kingdoms, they're basically the God there and they can do what they want. And, you know, so you kind of see why Ned feels like, well, I can write this wrong and, you know, and we'll see it soon with Jamie. And so, you know, what I mean, it's just like everybody just feels like it's okay. their right and responsibility, basically, to take mm-hmm. care of their interests or whatever they think is right.
0: Yeah, I don't think doing doing nothing was not an option. Not for this crowd. <laughs> All right. Anything else? All right. Uh, we got one. We got
4: one from Kama. <laughs> and um Kama says as a longtime Columbo fan, I feel the need to correct my fellow podcaster, the incomparable Gallins of subterfuge on her analogy about cat going full Columbo Ontarian.
1: <laughs>
3: oh god. Columbo love it.
4: Speaking of going full nerd I love it. <laughs> Colum- Columbo. Nerd,
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> Columbo always knows who the guilty party is. There's no a song of ice and fire analogue to him, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Certainly not Cat, who jumps to her wild conclusions. If Columbo had been there, he would have figured out pretty quickly it was Pervy Peter, and would have stuck to his side <laughs> like glue until finally Peter cracked.
0: Looking forward to the next episode. Oh, Comma. <laughs> I love oh, that Giles getting the hits for this like Columbo <laughs> comparison, but it's like I, I named the room Columbo. <laughs> she ain't <for> that episode. <laughs> Yeah, Guile. Gee. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, and we did get a couple emails from Marianne, and I just wanted to say thank you, Marianne, for sending in those those emails. Those, those theories were really interesting. Um, I, I did find the one about Brandon being um, Rob's mother. I mean, Brandon being what? Rob's father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: wow. Yeah, there's wait, a theory. Wait, wait.
0: Back up. What? There's. <laughs> Can you read that
1: last? Yeah,
4: see, there is a...
0: (laughs) No, I was just trying to
4: think of it off the top of my head. There's a theory that Rob's not really Ned's son. It's actually Brandon. And I've never heard of
3: that theory before. Oh, that Brandon had had sex with Kat and would have impregnated her. I've never heard that
4: either. I've never heard... Yeah, I don't think those. Times. I, I have heard of it, but
3: is a timeline work at all? No, yeah, because not it at all. It be Dead, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I really feel like this is something Catlin might have thought about if that had been the case. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah
4: right there. <laughs> <laughs> She's not her sister. Oh <laughs> I just I found it interesting. I've never heard of that theory before.
2: Yeah, no, I've but. never heard that either. Yeah, wherever, wherever, wherever she found it, dig up more of those. We love to hear these kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> right. No. right? I, lo- I love it hearing
4: right it. Now. I love hearing all of it. Yeah. <laughs> googling. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> I love how with this universe, there is always something out there that you've some crackpot theory right. that you've never heard. Well, right. never It'll never it. end. I
4: love it. But we're so happy that you're enjoying our podcast and. Keep on sending in those emails. Yes, thank
0: you. Yes. Was that the last and, um, one? That's all got? I got. That's plenty. That's thank you, guys. Um, so we love getting questions, and we'd love for you to read along with us and keep sending in those questions. You can do that at closethedoorand at gmail.com, closethedoorandcomehere.tumblr.com, or you can reach us at doorpodcast on Twitter. Please support us on Patreon. Like, review us on all the things, iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever. Um, And I think that'll bring us to our end. I just want to first thank you, Devin, for returning to podcast. Thanks for having me again. Anytime. (laughs) And um, before I go, I just want to say goodbye um, to you all for a little bit because I have an announcement. I'm going to be off the podcast for... An extended period of time, I went and got knocked up, so <laughs> shame. though shame. <laughs> it's, it's not a bastard, so all you Catlins out there, just calm down. <laughs> I'll be busy with my new project, so yeah. I'll be off for a bit, but um, <laughs> we're gonna miss all... you, bro. Yeah, yeah we I'm, are. I'm really gonna miss my Monday and Tuesday nights with you guys. <laughs> You'd have no idea. Oh no, I, I have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I, I have an idea.
0: <laughs> oh, anyway, I'll I'll just keep listening in, and I'll send in some messages yes, and stuff. So. Yeah, so. That'll be it. Anyway, have a good one. Closing the door. Get out.